John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 says, And the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The Word of God for the people of God. This morning, there's a reason why I decided to dress all in black. Black tie, black shirt, black suit, black shoes, everything black. It's because 2021 was a very trying and very difficult year for many of us. Between COVID and political divide and continued issues of racism and, and continued gun violence and, and many other issues that have plagued our country, many have struggled to find hope through the chaos, light in the darkness. And the way the year ended didn't provide much hope either. Between a house explosion that happened just a couple miles away from here, that, uh, that my family felt, and I know some of you also felt. Another school shooting that took the lives of a few people, a few students, and, and uh, then COVID, that just since Thanksgiving alone, over six million new cases have been reported, and over 40,000 more American lives have been taken from this virus. It's been very difficult. It's been a difficult year. For so many. 2021 along with 2020 was a long and difficult year for so many across our country and in our community, maybe even for you. 2021 was a year full of darkness and despair. That's why I'm all black this morning. And while the Christmas season is considered by so many people to be the most wonderful time of the year, in fact, we sing about it every single year. That time right after Christmas, right after New Year, can be a very dark time for so many people, especially you know, after family has got gathered together, you feel the warmth and the comfort of having family with you, but then as soon as that company goes back to their respective lives and, and work and back into their daily routines, for those who are struggling and we're able to push that anxiety and depression aside for a little while, that darkness seems to creep back in right around this time of year. Some of you might be familiar with the name Catherine Marshall. She was a Christian author. She wrote a lot of different classics, one of which was Christie, which was also became a television series in the 60s and 70s, if you remember that. Uh, but anyway, there was a, an occasion in her life where she felt as if the flame of God's Spirit had completely left her. It was completely ext extinguished out of her soul. And it started with the sudden death of her infant grandchild. And she called it the dark night of the soul. And in her journal, she described it this way. Inside, I'm drying Unable to accomplish anything, really just going through the motions of life. Barely able to do that. 
It is more than a dry period. I've been through those before and did not lose the presence. This is darkness, deadness, awful in the way it numbs you, makes you cold and indifferent. You do the very thing, say the very word you know you should not. Frightening. I've been in that place. Maybe you've been there too. I know a lot of people who have been in that place of the dark night of the soul that she described. But she didn't give up. Catherine Marshall did not give up. She kept praying. She kept doing everything she could to try to relight that spirit that had completely left her. And eventually, in her journal, she wrote the following. A feeling rises up inside me that little trickles of praise are now running together, merging, beginning to form a small river of praise. It began mechanically, yet now has increasingly the feel of spontaneous emotion. Slowly but surely, my mind is being cleansed. Rich, beautiful, positive words are taking over. Chasing away the negative ones. And being filled with your light. Lord Jesus, how radiant and glorious is the light of yours. And the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And despite the darkness that seems to have enveloped our world, uh, our country, our community, maybe you as an individual, there is reason for hope. In Christian tradition, as I referenced earlier, there are 12 days to Christmas. And it begins with the celebration of Jesus' birth on December 25th that we call Christmas Day. And it, it, it runs all the way through January 5th, which is this coming Wednesday. So if you still have your Christmas decorations up and are tempted to take them out, down now, let me encourage you, don't take them down yet, because we are still in the middle of the Christmas season. Keep those decorations up for a few more days. Keep singing those Christmas songs for a few more days. January 6th, this coming Thursday, as I also referenced, brings in a season. Well, it's the day of Epiphany brings in that season. And what makes this day so special within the context of traditional Christianity is that this day recognizes the wise men, or the magi, visiting the baby Jesus and presenting their gifts to him. These gifts were to recognize Jesus as the king that had been prophesied for hundreds of years. Now, we don't know much about the magi, but according to some classical writers, the term magi meant either those who practiced magical arts, or, or they were Eastern pre-sages, usually associated with the area around Babylon, and said to look into the mysteries of the universe through astronomy, astrology, and, and natural sciences. So these magi that are referred to in Matthew are more likely those types of magi, not the magical, not the people practicing mental arts, but those who looked into the universe and the mysteries of the universe. Now, with the associations to Babylon, there is a possibility that the ancestry of these wise men uh, that came to visit Jesus was from ancient Israel, making them part of the Jewish lineage. They, most, they were most likely not practicing Jews, though, and would have been more associated with the Gentiles, that is, not Jews. 
So for the wise men to come with gifts that were normally reserved for the kings gives us an indication that the birth of Jesus, the Messiah coming to earth, was not only the promise meant for the Jews, but also for us Gentiles. God's love, God's light, God's word was meant for all of humanity, regardless of religious cultural backgrounds. It was meant for all of humanity, for everyone who recognizes Jesus as King. Epiphany also has another one. It is a sudden intuition or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something. And I had an epiphany earlier this week. It's something I've read, oh, I don't know, a couple dozen times at different points throughout my life. Um, probably, you know, but this verse came to me this week in, in bold, italicized, highlighted letters. And it also comes from John chapter 1, but it's further along in the chapter, and it doesn't pertain necessarily to the light that we read earlier. It's in verse 17, and it says, The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. All right, so the law came to us through Moses, but not grace and truth. Grace and truth come to us through Jesus Christ. The law isn't what gives us life. There is no peace in the law. In fact, Paul even went so far as to say that the law that was meant to bring us life actually brings death. The law condemns. When I read this book for what it says, I really struggle with the idea of loving what I read. Because when I read this book for what it says, I see my reflection like, a, like in a mirror, and I don't like what I see. This book reminds me of all the ways I fall short. This book reminds me that I am very much human, fallible, and imperfect. And as I read, I'm haunted by the fact that I'm the adulterous woman referred to in the, in the Gospels. I'm the mocking thief that was hanging up beside Jesus on the cross. And I'm the unbelieving father. I'm light years away from God's righteousness, God's holiness. The law of Moses causes me to see every single mistake I have ever made. And it causes me to question who I am. When I focus on the law, darkness envelops and then closes around me. But as I continue reading this book, this book that reminds me of all the junk that I, that's in my heart and in my life, I read about this amazing love. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. And when I start to focus on the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ, on the love of Christ, I began to see a glimpse of light in the darkness. My insecurities slowly began to ebb away. It's not that life gets any easier by any means, but that darkness gets a little bit lighter, and I find that I'm able to stand on my own feet again. 
I've always struggled with my faith. There are times when my faith is strong. There are times when my faith is weak. But I find that when my faith is strongest, it's during times of struggle. When my family, uh, when my friends and my church family draw close around me to support me and to lift me up. It's in those times my friends and my church family remind me that I'm not alone. When my friends and my church family become the manifestation of Jesus at my greatest time of need. I can't do life by myself. By myself, I find my faith lacking. By myself, I can understand why so many of my friends have, have left the church. Why so many of my friends, more sadly, have turned their back and walked away from God completely. By myself, I witnessed the havoc created by people who claim to be Christians, who are pushing people further and further away from the light of Christ. The endless clanging of cymbals and noise. By myself, I find myself joining into those clanging cymbals. And even though I'm not necessarily joining in with that clamor and noise, my intentions are good and pure in that I'm trying to fight and speak out against that habit that's being created. But I find myself being nothing more, doing nothing more than adding to the noise and the clamor and the confusion and the darkness to the world around me. I miss the point of the soft glow of the light of Jesus. I miss the point of the child born in humbleness. I miss the point of the man who is born for the purpose of death so that I can have life, so that you can have life. I miss the point of the example that Christ left for me, to love, to love, to love, and to love again. They will know we are Christians by our what? By our love, right? In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Paul says that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is gone. I want to be in Christ. I'm ready to move on from 2021 and to see the light of Jesus with clear vision and a pure heart. I want to be a mere reflection of Christ and to further spread the light and the love of Christ in this dark world around us. I don't want to be among the clamor of the clanging souls. I want to help others to find that love of God. Not only outside the walls of the church, but also within. I mean, because if I can't reflect the light of Jesus with you, my church family, how in the world can I begin to reflect the love of Christ outside of these walls where God calls us to be? John 3, 16 and 17 is a foundation through which we find our hope. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God didn't send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's what God 
is calling us to share. That's the message that God is calling us to spread to people. It's his love. For God didn't come into the world to condemn, but to save, to spread his love. Now I want to end this message with a song that I wrote nearly 23 years ago. And it came at a very dark time in my life. Um, I had just um, been let go of my very first position after only six months of being there because of uh, um, financial budgetary reasons. But I felt like I had completely failed. I was a youth and worship pastor. I felt like I had completely failed the youth that I was in charge uh, of growing and expanding. I felt like I had failed the congregation at large that I was in charge of leading the worship and guiding the worship every single Sunday morning. And I, I just felt like a complete failure. I ended up having to move back in with my parents because I had nowhere else to go. And uh, I felt that dark night of the soul that Catherine Marshall referred to. Uh, one day, shortly after moving back in with my parents, I grabbed my guitar, I grabbed my pen and paper, and, and uh, jumped in my car and drove home. I found myself on a secluded beach north of Tawas City. And uh, so this is the end of April, so not tourist season yet. So it was just me with a few roaming seagulls. I was just roaming the beach. And I collapsed in the sand. I buried my head on my knees and I just wept. I don't know how long I, I sat in that position, but I just wept, feeling just the weight of the world on me feeling like such a failure. And after a while, I just spoke out loud and said, God, what now? And in that moment, I felt a certain peace, nothing overt, nothing major, just a certain peace kind of soothed my soul. And I looked up and I looked out across Lake Huron. And the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane Jesus fallen with his face to the ground, crying out, Father, if at all possible, please take this cup from me. The Dr. Luke described Jesus praying so earnestly that his sweat was like drops of blood. But while Jesus was praying, he eventually turned his thoughts away from himself and away from what he knew was about to come. And he started praying for his disciples. And he started praying for God's strength within the disciples because he knew there was going to be a very long and tough road for them. And then he turned his thoughts away from his disciples and he started praying for those who would become Christians. For you, for me. And he says, I am them and you are me. And as I sat there on the beach, looking out over Lake Michigan, considering the story of Jesus in the garden, these words transpired and I started writing them down. And it came out to be the song that I called the song. In the 
garden of Gethsemane, my Lord went to pray. Please take this cup from me away. Cause he knew the time was very near. I go away. All God's people that have gone astray. Oh God, to love the world that he gave his only son. So those that believe will have life. Oh God, to love the world that He gave His only Son. So those that believe will have life. In the garden of Gethsemane, my Lord prayed for me. Bring me to you, Nancy. 
Sitting in your prayer.